This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. Let's go to the bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network. We're talking with the great Terry Francona. I know everybody poo-poos baseball fights. They're like, hey, you go out there and everybody's just talking yeah. and shoving. But when you get out there, man, those guys are big. They they get after yeah. it. And when they get after it, man, look out. It makes you a little nervous. Robin Ventura still won't talk about Nolan Ryan to, to this day. <laughs> he wants nothing with that conversation. Listen to the bullpen with Adam the Bull on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. Episode number 14 of Boomsy. I'm Dan. Got an email regarding this episode up until now, well, at least for the last few episodes, we've been giving the numbered episode the title of the best player with that number in the NHL. So Mike sent this email. He said, with the baseball season getting started, how about a baseball reference, specifically the Blue Jays, for the episode number? Mike, great suggestion. So for this episode, it's the Alexis Infante episode, number 14, baby. The majority of you are probably saying, who's that now? That's Alexis Infante. He was always a September call-up back in the 80s. But I had a good reason to select him as number 14. From a kid from small town Canada. Saying that name was like seeing the world. Because the rest of the Jays, you had uh, had Ernie, Fred, Tony, George, Pat. I'm like, I know those names. Literally, Ernie Boyle. Yeah, he runs the feed store where you got our farm supplies. Fred Stillman, yeah, he's a family friend, farm and keen. Tony, he's on my cereal box. Pat, he's my damn uncle. But Alexis Infante, now that is a name. I like the name so much. I got an Alexis Infante game used bat believe this was probably a batting practice bat or something because he had tape on it. But that's an Alexis Infante bat, baby. Woo! There's a... Bat go by. There's a current Blue Jay with a name that has that same je ne sais quoi, that same cachet. And that person is Santiago Espinal. Give me some whatever he's having. If Santiago Espinal or Dan O'Toole are having a party at the same time, you know what party you're going to. There is zero thought involved there. Actually, saw Santiago Espinal in person this past weekend. Like 40,000 other people went to the Jays game on Saturday. Santiago Espinal came in as a pinch hitter, delivered the game-winning run. RBI double. Boomsies. Place went nuts. So, yes, I was at that game. I have some concerns. Not about the Blue Jays team. Blue Jays looking great. The great thing about running a ticketed event is you know how many people are going to show up. 
it's not a surprise. Not sure if the Jays have figured this out yet. You want a water? Uh, that'll be a 35-minute wait. How about an ice cream? 35-minute wait. My daughter and I, who went to the game with me, walked the entire stadium looking for no lineup. Even went to other levels. Same story. There was, I guess, a one-hour lineup to get into the J store. <laughs> the only place without a lineup, the craft beer corner. No one there. Slop City Sludge IPA? How about a broken monkey on a bus lager? Plenty available. No one's buying. So you had to decide, am I going to go hungry? Or am I getting my 11-year-old daughter an IPA? We went hungry. (laughs) And then you're, okay, you're probably sitting there thinking, Come on, Dan. This is an over-exaggeration. What about the people walking up and down the aisles? Selling food while you're sitting in your seats? No one came down our aisle. The reason being, those vendors were swarmed before they got to the aisle. People were like, there's food. I need food. So they were just, uh, they're selling their wares in the concourse. My daughter and I, we would have spent so much more money. We didn't want to wait in line, though. When I did get food, did get food, ordered a sausage. (laughs) The person serving me that sausage pulled the bun out from under the counter. What else is under there? Because I'll take it. If it's edible, give me some of that counter food. My suggestion to the Toronto Blue Jays. This is a free suggestion. Open 78 more concession stands. You build it. They will eat. Another suggestion. Have some variety. A ballpark should have that, oh, I want to try that item for kids. And no, they don't want craft beer. No one does. So there's my suggestions. Free of charge. More concessions. Guess what? More concessions. Sell more food. You make more money. It's all about making money, right? My likes. New scoreboards look amazing. To the right of the big scoreboard, so we were on the first baseline, they now have after each pitch, aside from just the speed of the pitch, what the pitch was. So it'll say slider, cutter, fastball, change. I was staring at that half the time. They also had numbers I didn't understand, horizontal break and vertical break. They could have thrown any numbers up there, and I'm like, I guess that's good. I don't know how to read that. I am not a scientist. I barely passed grade nine math. George Springer bobblehead day. We missed the giveaway. I think it was the first 20,000. But we were walking around the concourse while we were begging for food scraps. And some guy offered Ruby a bobblehead. So he pulled it out of this big clear bag. Guy... It was classic. So he's like, hey, hey, kid, you want one of these? Ruby's like, yeah, okay, I'll have one. Guy right behind us goes, I'll have one of those. Dude with the bag says, no chance. (laughs) I'm like, well played, sir. But then Ruby is telling everyone after, she's like, yeah, this guy gave me this bobblehead out of a garbage bag. I'm like, no, no, easy. It was a clear garbage bag. There was no other garbage. It was only full of bobbleheads. We weren't dumpster diving. But had there been food in there, we would have been. 
You got any more of those counter buns? I'll have a bun at this point. Texas Rangers were in town, which meant CJ Netkowski, who was on this podcast, was in town for the game with Texas. He got us the seats. Thank you, CJ. So awesome. Then we met him for dinner after. So C and CJ having dins. Um, killer meal. Great company. CJ had a seafood platter. <laughs> it was like a Seinfeld episode. I'm like, is it just me or is that a lot of seafood? That's a lot of seafood. So I text him after him and said, we're now calling you Seafood Sammy around here. And then CJ responded with, he prefers Clammy Sosa or Clammy Davis Jr. <laughs> Classic CJ. That's the humor you get when you watch Texas Rangers baseball. Dan O'Toole's savvy gambler went into action on the Bet Rivers app on Sunday. I always take the over. That uh, Saturday game was 4-3, so I'm like, uh, there's going to be a lot of runs on Sunday. So I took the over. Boomsies. The over hit. Texas scored 12, so they hit the over by themselves. There was a large bet uh, placed. If I can find it here. Hang on. Hang on. I just wrote it down. Tim, someone placed on... Yesterday's game, that would be Monday. I literally just wrote this down. Oh, it was a $125,000 bet on the Blue Jays to win. The Blue Jays won. So he won 250? 225. Whoever made it, he or she, made the bet just before the first pitch. That takes a lot of balls. But paid off. Also, took Canada to win the World Cup. That's a big payout. Put 10 bucks on that one. I did it. That much confidence in this, this Canadian team. The Masters, I had Cam Smith coming back to win on Sunday. That didn't happen. Put one in the water. And uh, his comeback bid was stifled. Aside from Tiger... That was the least memorable Masters on record, I think, in my mind. Scotty Scheffler, the winner? And he's the world number one golfer? I didn't know that. I I didn't know that. But good on Scotty. Corey Connors, our Canadian, finished sixth. You know what his payday was for that, for finishing sixth at the Masters? Half a million dollars. That's a lot of concession goods at the Jays game, if you can find some. Couldn't he? My daughter was, she's like, I want a pretzel. Because Ian at the general store said, you got to get a pretzel. So I'm getting a big pretzel. Couldn't find any. No pretzels to be found. We went pretzelless. They got buns, though. You want a bun? I know where to find those. I have to wait 35 minutes. And I feel bad for the workers because they're scrambling behind the counters. But let me run it for a weekend. I ordered a Coke and the lady had to pour, pre-pour some Cokes. I don't care if the ice is a little melted. If you hand that to me right away, I'll take it. Just have things prepared. And options. We went on. We want options. Producer Tim went on a limb here. Very bold take. He said, "The concessions at the Rogers Center have not been the same since McDonald's left." Think he might have a point here. Have him. Well, there was a Mary's Mary Brown's chicken. That was forty minute lineup. So have some different vendors. I know you have your company that runs the concessions, but let everyone play. There's probably a great waffle place in Toronto. Let them in there. Maybe some pancakes. Sure. 
Mix it up. Some poutine. I want poutine at the baseball game. No poutine. Not happening. Let's get to Boomsies Newsies. Oh, um, I want to thank Chris Nyland. Knuckles Nyland for sending me some Knuckles Nyland gear. The reason being, well, first off, he's a great guy. I'm wearing the, the Knuckles Nyland hoodie. He appeared on this podcast. Mentioned how he and Tim Stapleton are coming out with a podcast of their own. They did not have a name for it. I suggested a name. That name? Raw Knuckles. Guess what? That podcast is called Raw Knuckles. So, Knuckles sent me a hat, a shirt, a hoodie, a sign, a card here. So, that's going to sit in the studio. Just a legendary Montreal Canadian. So, check out the Raw Knuckles podcast wherever you find your podcasts. We did have some, if we were going with NHL players here, we had notable number 14s. Brendan Shanahan, Dave Keon, Justin Williams, Coburg native. That's uh, 25 minutes down the road. We didn't have any corrections uh, in this episode. That was noted here. Our last episode was perfect. I did say Matt Sundin got hit in the No, hitting the puck with a face. But I corrected that in the episode. So we don't have to correct it here, even though I just did. Get Scheffler, went in the uh, Masters. He also went to the uh, same Highland Park High School in Texas. Same one as Clayton Kershaw and Matt Stafford. And as teenagers... It looks like they were all the same human. Are they just cloning people at Highland Park High School? Yeah. If I saw them as a teen, I'm like, you're the same person. But we aren't. Yeah, you are. Raptors set to face the Sixers in the NBA playoffs. Shaq has uh, the Sixers sweeping the Raptors. Not going to happen. Jay's closer. Okay, this is another thing I liked about the uh, the old new Rogers Center. The old new. The old new Skydome. When Jordan Romano comes into the game, it is a scene. Like they have this. It's almost like the WWE. They've got this intro video. There's red lights flashing. It goes dark. Unreal. Places on their feet. So that was really cool. They also have started dimming the lights after a big play. That does not look good on TV. When you're there in person, it looks good. But on TV, it doesn't work. But hey, if it adds to the in-stadium experience, you do you. Romano set a Jays franchise record for consecutive saves, beating Tom Hankey. He's now a 26 in a row. Romano. Canadian closer. How awesome's that? I want an intro video to this podcast. Get me all pumped up. He must be ready to like jump through the wall. Like the Kool-Aid man. But they're like, no, this door opens. You don't need to do that. Now we've got to fix the door, Jordan. I found this one very interesting. MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred. He bought every major league player headphones as a lockout peace offering. So they had them sitting in their stalls <laughs> waiting for them. Z Money did the math on this. So they were Bose Sport Open earbuds. 249 bucks each. I'm thinking he got a package deal on those earbuds. But if he didn't, He spent $195,000 on headphones. Bose, I'm thinking they gave him 5% off at least. So he's saving 5% on that. Unless he just went to Best Buy. But I don't think they have Best Buy in the States. So he probably bought them Amazon. 
That's a big Amazon purchase. Uh, <laughs> that's hilarious. A uh, young Habs fan named Hunter and his father went to watch Montreal face the uh, the Leafs on Saturday night. That was a big sporting day. The 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 Jays in the afternoon at three, Leafs and Habs right down the street at seven. And I saw a lot of people were doing the dual sport day. A lot of Habs jerseys, a lot of Leafs jerseys. That's a great day. Leafs have it figured out. I've gone to Leafs games. You don't wait in lines there at all. Jays, I know you have more fans at your games, but walk down the street to the Air Canada Center. Oh no, it's the Scotiabank. Scotiabank Vault? Scotiabank Arena? Scotiabank Place? Scotiabank whatever it is. Walk down there and say, okay, here's how they're doing it here. Let's try to capture this at our park. Or maybe give people food on the way in, like a like a long flight. You get a little box lunch. Okay, so this uh, this young fan, and a Hunter, and his father went to the game. Nick Suzuki tried to toss Hunter a puck during warm-up. The boy missed. Puck hit him in the lip. Cut him open. So Suzuki wanted to apologize to this kid. He wanted to get a picture with Hunter and gave him a signed puck and a stick. Then Scotiabank Arena staff told Hunter and his dad they weren't allowed to have the stick in the stands because it's a weapon and they had to leave. So they left the game and went back to their hotel. What an adventure for Hunter. Here's a puck, kid. Oh, you got a busted lip. Here's a stick. Get the f*** out. You're out of here, Hunter. Where'd you get that busted lip? Buddy threw a puck at me. Well, your own fault. I know you have rules, but there's also common sense rules. Hunter's not swinging that stick around. Give Hunter a break. Producer Tim just got on my ear to tell me that Hunter story was partially true. He said staff wanted to check the stick and then he could pick it up after the game. And then Hunter and his dad like, yeah, we're out of here. So there was truth, but also some embellishment on Z Money in the writing of that story. I'm going with the original version. They kicked him out. <laughs> See, we got real-time corrections now. Okay, Boomsies, Newsies, non-related, non-sports-related news. Yes, this, these, these news items are not cousins. They're non-related. Monday was National Pet Day. Z-Money wants to know how I celebrated with Ron, Rory, and Remy. Well, Remy goes to get a rabies shot today because he needs his nuts cut off. He's, uh, he's humping my arm. I called the vet. I'm like, I got a cat here and he's humping my arm. They're like, has he had his rabies shots? I'm like, no. They're like, he's got to have those first. I'm like, can he, can he not just put the rabies shot where the nuts were? When you take them out, they're like, no, you aren't a vet. That doesn't, that's not how vets work. I'm like, uh, okay. So I got to get the rabies shot. I don't know how long they have to wait for that one to come in. And then nuts go bye-bye. So that's how I spent my day. Oh, actually, Ron makes an appearance with our special guest, our surprise guest. And in this appearance, Ron speaks for the first time. And we taped that interview on National Pet Day. So he must have known it. And he also purrs into the microphone during this interview with our surprise guest. So Ron, 
finally vocalizing, finally getting out there. And if we have any people that can understand Cat or translate it, let us know what he's saying. Sonic 2 stuck it to Boomsies. Last week, we spoke about Jim Carrey retiring from acting and questioning why he'd want to go out on Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Said that's going to be his final movie. Sonic the Hedgehog 2 won the domestic weekend box office with ticket sales of $71 million. It's also the best opening weekend of any video game movie ever. Well, when they... Uh, that's going to get beat, I'm sorry, by the new Super Mario movie. Starring Jack Black and Chris Pratt and all those guys. But good on Jim Carrey. Good opening weekend. And a man accused of beating his roommate over a mosquito argument. A Texas man. Yeah, I knew it was going to happen in Texas or Florida. A Texas man's facing charges after beating his roommate with a wooden stick after an argument about mosquitoes escalated. The pair of roommates were reportedly arguing over what mosquitoes look like. Hang on. Do they not have Google in Texas? Google image mosquito. Hey Siri, Google image mosquito. The seven came up right there. Siri, got them for me in three seconds. So if you're having an argument about what a mosquito looks like before it turns to violence with wooden sticks, give a shout out to Siri. She can crush that problem. Siri, preventing violence since inception. Since its inception. And don't forget to like and subscribe on all the channels you uh, you watch on, you listen to. Our uh, surprise guest is uh, coming up here in a second. First, we've got to get to the, uh, the email man-made for Boomsies. Boomsies. Proudly supported by man-made underwear. Look at these. These just bring me joy handling these. It's like if Jesus made underwear, this would be them. He'd be screaming from the rooftops. Well, did Jesus preach from rooftops? No, I think he stood on top of rocks. So on top of those rocks, he'd be like, guys. Be nice to everyone and get some of these too. Be nice to yourself. Manmadebrand.com. They sponsor the email, Manmade for Boomsies. I'm actually going to see those guys in Montreal, the Manmade Boys. We're going to go out for a breakfast or lunch. I just love them. I just want to see a Canadian success story and some underwear. On every man in this country. They will change your life. Okay. So I just got to take a, take a sip of my barf juice. Okay. Oh, yeah. There was one over here I had to read. Oh, this... uh. This is in regards to the numbered episodes. Hi, Dan. In light of the Shanny episode, so he thought we were going to name it the Brendan Shanahan with number 14. It made me think about the Boomsies' life after the Gretzky episode. I know this is a future Dan problem, but thought we would let present Dan start thinking about it. Maybe we could go into... um, Greatest episodes of shows. Like the uh, 101, 101, 101st edition of Cheers. The Sam and Diane Get Back Together episode. 
in episode 102 of Cheers. Sam and Diane break up. And then episode 103, Sam and Diane get back together. I think that's essentially how Cheers went on. I don't know the intricacies. Or some Columbo. Ooh, I dive into those all the time. That guy knows how to solve a murder. Hi, Dan. Love last week's show. I've been walking around the house saying, shh, it's Master's Week. My son's birthday is April 11th. He'll be 12. You gave a shout out to a birthday in Moncton, the future retirement villa of Big City Ken last week. So maybe you could give a birthday plug to Jacob Dunfield. He's a day one listener. Please help me with this since I didn't buy him a present. <laughs> Love the Dunfields. Hey, Jacob, you're done. And happy birthday. Hey, Dan, happy to have you back. I've listened to some of your podcasts and thought I would suggest the idea of getting a co-host so you can talk about sports and other things in general. <laughs> That's from Ian. Because he doesn't like the format of this. Dear Dan, love the podcast, but I didn't expect to get breaking news from it. Jim Carrey's retiring from acting? You claim that Sonic the Hedgehog 2 should not be a career-ender. Couldn't be further from the truth. It definitely is. My boys and I went to the local movieplex to take in this movie, and let me tell you, Carrie's performance can only be described with two words, Oscar-worthy. No one could possibly capture the maniacal lunacy of someone getting paid to chase CGI characters for two hours like him. The raw, I want to say, emotion of this acting should earn him a place on the 2023 Academy Awards podium, where his acceptance speech should begin with an homage to the mask with the phrase, Somebody slap me! Best regards, Anonymous Monchichi. Are you sending emails, buddy? Ah, jumping on the computer with your thumbs. Dan, just listen to the Matt Sundin episode. And if Jim's Pearls of Wisdom is in a new weekly segment, then I don't even know what we're doing here. Make it happen. Boomsies. He's referencing Jim Pearl, my good friend. And uh, I told the story of how Jim was talking about his time in Seattle. He said he only remembers the sun. I said, that's a great outlook on life. I said that to Jim when I was talking to him the other night. I'm like, I used what you said to me. And he's like, well, now I'm nervous. I don't know what to say. Jim Pearl. Pearls of wisdom. I don't know what to say. Hey, Dan, it's Lindsay. You know, the one you met at Palladium. My husband, Tim, is a huge fan. He spends his days listening to your podcast, emailing you, and teaching our four-year-old to shout, Boomsies, and you're done. I was wondering, it's Tim's 39th birthday on Thursday the 14th. Can you give him a you're done to commemorate his special day? You're the best, Lindsay. Tim, you're done. This is... If you can listen closely, there's a motorbike outside my studio. And I believe this gentleman is learning how to ride a motorbike. And it's at one of those big Harleys. And he's been doing it all day. And it's not going well. There's a lot of revving and a lot of stalling. Hey, motorbike, you're done. I should also mention at the Blue Jays game, a lot of Boomsies fans. Drove Rubio tool nuts because I'd hear boomsies and I'd yell it back. She's like, oh, stop doing that. I'm like, but hey, maybe someone else hears it and then they listen. It's uh, guerrilla marketing, Maruby. She's like, I just want some freaking ice cream. I'm like, do you want to wait in line again? She goes, fine, I'll go hungry. You want peanuts? I don't like peanuts. Uh, there's none available anyway. You want a pretzel? None available. I know where <laughs> Know where to get a hot dog bun, though. Right under that counter. Hey, Dan, love the pod. How about getting Joel Clatt on the pod? His baseball shower story is still one of the favorites of all time of mine. Also, I've been using you're done all the time with my 13-year-old daughter. Teenagers do not like being told you're done. Works great to embarrass her. Anyways, keep on putting out awesome pods, bud. Dan. Another Dan. 
Hey, Dan, your podcast has the momentum of a runaway freight train. Why are you so popular? Your pal, Ryan. Ryan. A runaway freight train is not a good momentum to have because it ends in disaster. So how about a in-control, high-speed bullet train? That's the momentum we want. Toolsy, you had a frog in your throat, and my question is, did someone actually have a frog in the throat and tried talking to make it... <sighs> Dyslexia popping up here again. Did someone actually have a frog in their throat and tried talking to make that saying? Big dog Rob. I looked this up. No. No one had an actual frog in their throat. It's just the croaking sound. Sounds like a frog. Hence the frog in your throat. Toolsy. I ordered up some man-made underwear and wanted them to know how I heard them. So I said, boomsies in the comment section. I then listened to the Jerome McGinnell episode when you mentioned free socks for commenting boomsies. Serendipity. The socks were on the way before I even knew it was a thing. I also received a handwritten note from the four dudes from Manmade. What a great company. I also wanted to thank you for my Twitter name. Back when you and Dan, no, you're Dan, <laughs> in your little podcast, you hosted some bods named Jono and Jeremy, and you were trying to think of some rappers' names and blurted at a name that made me laugh out loud. So I stole it and made it my own. Keep up the great work. Your friend, Snack Bites Pete. Snack bits? Snack bits, Pete? I don't remember ever saying that. What's good, OT? Your buddy Sully checking in. Wanted to give you a perfect you're done story from me this past weekend. I was flying back with uh, Schmoopy. That's my fiance from Miami. After an unreal trip with friends, we needed a nonstop flight from home to Vegas. On a short notice, so we decided to try Frontier Airlines. This is an American-based discount airline. We've never flown Frontier before. So I said... Can't be that bad. I immediately regretted the decision when we boarded the flight. The seats don't recline. No TVs. No entertainment. No Wi-Fi. You pay $3.25 for a bottle of water. Shoes on some of the passengers were optional. And the kicker, they asked me if I could help pass out the beverages from the beverage cart because they were short-staffed. Hey, Frontier Airlines, you're done. P.S. Keep doing what you're doing here on Boomsies, bud. You have a wide-open platform to share your story. And you're a powerful example of how things work a day at a time. Love you, pal. Sully. Frontier Airlines. I don't think that's a real thing. That's like Greyhound Airlines. It was a thing here in Canada. My sister took it once. And it was rush seating. There were no tickets. So that didn't work well because there was a stampede to board the planes. Uh, our last one here before we get to our surprise guest, because these ones are pretty lengthy, and Tim's probably going bonkers over there. Tim's just going bonkers at all time. That's why we call him Bonkers Tim. Hey, Dan, avid Boomsies listener. My neighbors likely think I'm crazy as I laugh out loud listening to your podcast when I walk the dog. In episode 13, Matt Sundin episode, you mentioned that they converted your old high school into a retirement home. Like Peterborough, my hometown of Yorkton, it's the garlic curtain of Eastern Saskatchewan <laughs> is heavily populated by seniors, many Ukrainian like myself. Oh, it's located. They call it the garlic curtain. That's a, it's an easy one to remember. Where are you from? The GC. What? Yeah. The garlic curtain. No vampires there. Good place to live. I guess uh, I was destined for this, is it? Sorry, he said, uh, anyway, they also converted my old high school into a retirement home. I guess it was destined to this, as it may have been the only high school that had both a swimming pool and a bowling alley. Ryan from Saskatoon. Your high school had a swimming pool and a bowling alley? I don't think I saw a swimming pool until I was, uh, oh no, we had an above ground pool on the farm. Then we came back from a trip one time. That pool, it was gone. It just, uh, it just exploded. It let loose. It's like we can't hold on to this water any longer. Above ground pools. All the fun you can stand from the waist down. This is uh, Remy. Remy, how your nuts doing? Yeah, you probably want to come here and hump the computer. 
he's a wild card. Okay, I think it's time to bring in our uh, our surprise guest. This gentleman was a mainstay on the Jay and Dan podcast. He remains our very good friend. We worked with him in LA. And when he appeared on the live podcast tour in Western Canada, it was like Bruce Springsteen coming on stage or Axl Rose or maybe them them combined couldn't even match the star power of this man. And here he is now on Boomsies. Oh my God. Let me just take this in. Let me just take in this sight. Wow. Uh, Yeah. You look phenomenal. And yourself as well, Dan. You look amazing. Oh, miss you, buddy. Oh, I, I immediately go back to the podcast tour And for people that weren't in attendance, trying to describe when Engineer Jim came on the screen when people didn't expect you to was like Jesus showing up. The place went bonkers. The only the only part I didn't like was you weren't there to witness it because you couldn't see what they were doing. But that that must have felt pretty special. Yeah, and it was awesome. I could hear it. You know, it was unbelievable. Oh, man. Uh, Uh, there was times, uh, there was a couple of them where I think Christoph got somehow got a master shot I could see, and it was great. Ugh, overwhelming. You need to come to Canada, although a pandemic kind of got in the way. Oh, well, that's that's clearing up. Jim Pearl, who's also a friend of the podcast, he's coming yeah. up to Montreal. We're seeing him there. Oh, that's going to be great. Oh, I know. We're taken to a Montreal Canadiens game. Oh, no way. Awesome. Yeah. That's going to be great. Hey, I was uh, thinking of you last week. I was mentioning how my daughter Ruby and I were at dinner and and the place cleared out. All the seniors left because they were going to the concert in my hometown, which was Alice Cooper still touring and hitting small towns. Yeah. Yeah. He's the best. What a great guy. Uh, if you ever get a chance to meet him, one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet in the music business, hands down, takes care of his band and crew. Great. There's such loyalty there. And oh my God, what a show, what a performer. And and the loyalty of his fans, because in my mind, I don't know why, but I'm thinking, okay, this is a rock guy. So it's going to be a younger crowd, but I'm like, no, these people grew up with Alice Cooper. So of course they're going to go to his concert, even though they're in their 70s. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> Which I'm sure a lot of them were in their 70s. Yeah, yeah and they it would almost be like a, a time machine because they'd be like, oh, this is like being a kid again. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember uh, my older brother had, you know, billion-dollar babies when it came out on vinyl and schools out and looking at the record and you know it was it was wild it was it was pretty cool the ways of the record now because i've got records behind me here we'll we'll touch upon those in a sec but the way that music is consumed what is the percentage of people that actually listen to albums okay when a drake album comes out people will listen to that unless you're really into a band you aren't listening to the album you're just listening to the song that's trending yeah pretty much yeah you're right you know and uh you know a lot of it's whatever spotify or apple music and people have their playlists like if they're working out or whatever and they're just listening to the songs in that playlist that pop up, some of them, some people don't even have create their own. They just choose whatever, you know, Oh, I'll listen to the Drake channel or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And the, Uh, and the art of the album, the art of putting an album together and what the inside's going to look like. And some of them would have a lot of notes. They'd have pictures. That's a lost art now. It it kind of is. I mean, there's still bands doing it. Uh, Yeah. The Chili Peppers just put out a new record and they put a lot of work into that. And um, it's, I think it's one of those things, Dan, um, uh, for the artists themselves, you know, they, they take pride in what they want to do. And 
some people they still want to you know maybe tell a story with the album you know that those collection of songs it tells the story you know and uh they they're they still want to release their stuff that way mm-hmm. but you know you still have artists out there that'll go well i've got four songs recorded i don't need to put an album out i'm just going to release this single on spotify and you know two months down the road if that hits well i'm going to release the next one and they're not even worried about putting out records they're just putting out singles which is something that they used to do back in like the 50s with elvis presley and that's right and, and, you get, and then you get a b-side yeah exactly right you know so it'd be like Sun Studios used to do that stuff. And, you know, a lot of those record companies back then, that's the way they released the stuff, you know. I'm old enough to remember the 45s. I would get those, and then it turned into Casingles. Oh, my God. Remember Casingles? The single would come on your cassette. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. But I was telling my daughters the other day, we're driving around and you can pull up, obviously, any song you want to listen to at any point of the day. Yeah. And I told them how. If a song was big, you had to wait to hear it on the radio and then hopefully have a, a, a ghetto blaster that you could record it. So you'd get yeah. the you'd get the bit of the DJ teeing up the song. You'd try to edit it just right so you wouldn't have too much of them. But that's how you had to consume music because you don't know when the, the single is going to be at the record store. Uh, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Oh, my God. Because single. Yeah, single. I I can remember recording, you know, on the cassette player, the radio, whatever, the King Biscuit Flower Hour or something like that, late night, you know, listening on Saturday night. They were going to play this record or these collection of songs by this artist. And, man, I want to make sure I get that that new Led Zeppelin (laughs) through the outdoor. I'm going to record it, you know. Oh, man. Uh, you know, his cassettes came back there for a little bit they, because the everything retro comes back. Now, you can set the record straight. The audio quality from cassettes, it's got to be abysmal compared to everything else that is out there. Or is, uh, it, or is it not as bad as we think? No. no um, you know, there's, there's purists in, in all, all forms, right? Uh one of the cool things is if you have a really good cassette player and a really good that's set up right and a really good hey who's that's that? Ron. That's Ron. All right, Ron. <laughs> Ron so, wanted to have a peek. So, anyways, uh, um, if you have a really good cassette deck and you're using really good cassette tape, um, you can make it sound pretty good. Yeah, does it hold up to you know uh, perfect? cd recording or digital quality these days probably not you know and i love the sound of vinyl more than i like the sound of a cassette so i don't know but it's still you can make a really good sounding cassette as a matter of fact uh back in the day when um we were working with guns guys would take cassettes home uh, for references of what we did during the day. And um, uh, this was sort of before the days of making CD copies. And uh, then, uh, so the cassettes wouldn't get out. Everybody would have to bring the cassettes back to the studio the next day. And literally, as opposed to re-recording over them, we'd have to smash the cassettes up so people wouldn't, you know, so they wouldn't get out and uh, make new copies of the new stuff that we did the very next day. And uh, some of those cassettes sounded insane. You know, really, really good stuff. What is the best audio form? CD, digital, record, cassette. Which of those is the best form? Uh, you know... Because digital, or- digital is not great. Because it's, I heard, you don't have all the levels. Well, so it, it, um, so if you're listening to an MP3, mm-hmm. right? MP3s tend to compress Correct, yeah. the sound, right? 
So they're getting all that sonic information into a compressed format. And that way, you know, you can play it and load it on your phone. You could save, you know, whatever, you know, 10,000 songs on your laptop or something mm -hmm. like that. And it doesn't take up that much space. However, if you're just listening on your phone speakers or earbuds in the gym or on your computer speakers, some people would say, I can't tell the difference, right? right. Like uh, when you buy a song on iTunes, uh, that's still a compressed MP3, right? Now there, you can get lossless uh, encoded MP3s and you can even nowadays get like wave files and things like that. If you get a full bandwidth wave file, that's a high quality that has like a lot of bits, like uh, they'll have like uh, a 96K sampling or 128K sampling, which is super high frequency rate of sampling. And they put a lot of uh, bit depth in it, which also has a, allows you to put all that information uncompressed, right? It's a very true representation of what you record. Where do you find that, though? Uh, they sell super high-quality stuff like that, and there are sites that you can actually stream some of that stuff. Okay. That being said, I love listening to vinyl. That's, like, my favorite thing. But you, you really need to have, like, a great turntable and a great stylus a great needle and all yep. that stuff and a great preamp if you're doing it listening to it on kind of a thing people would probably just say oh man just give me the cd or let me listen to the the mp3 i'm mm -hmm. i'm fine with that you know what i mean but if you have a really good setup and they're kind of expensive these days but if you have a really good setup man there's nothing like it. This setup behind me, uh, that turntable, $5 from St. Vincent de Paul. And the receiver, I believe, was about 50 bucks. So not sure it's the best high-quality sound. Yeah, right, right. Well, <laughs> so uh, my son Andrew, I think it was maybe like his senior year in high school. Um, for his birthday, his friends all chipped in, and they bought him like one of those portable in a suitcase you carry oh, yeah. uh, turntables for like, I don't know, it was probably 50 bucks or something like that. And so he he asked to play some of my records and they also bought him uh, a half a dozen records they, they gave him with the album. And he started listening to it and he's like, Dad, you know, this is really cool. And I'm like, Andrew, I think it's great that you love it. He's like, I really think this sounds awesome. But it was so funny that the turntable that he had would play like the speed would go fast and it would go slow. And, you know, it wasn't the greatest one. I'm like, Andrew, let me, why don't we maybe see about getting one now? I wanted to see if he was serious about it and cut to a couple of years later, we bought him a halfway decent one. Okay. Then and yeah. uh, he upgraded. And at that point he had been buying vinyl. And when he heard the difference, he, you know, he freaked out. He, and so, He's a big vinyl guy. Uh, I've got one of the old cabinet ones where you lift up the uh, the lid and yeah. uh, the record, that that's upstairs. And I told this story in one of the earlier podcasts how Jay came over one day and we're listening to music. I'm like, oh, what do you think? He's like, it sounds like crap, but it looks great. Yeah. <laughs> because it's old speakers. Yeah, those speakers, it's like from Sears. I think it's a Sears product. So I'm yeah. sure it's bare bones speakers and everything else in there. I, you know, it was one of those things that kind of got me into music. You know, my, my parents weren't huge, you know, they listened to music and, you know, they were kind of more like from the big band era. Like, you know, they loved like, you know, the Tommy Dorsey or Count Basie and, you know, bands like that, swing bands and stuff. And they had one of those kind of systems. It wasn't like in the console, but it was a, like an all-in-one kind of system. Yeah. And it had a cassette player, a turntable, an eight-track tape player, 
and uh, the the tuner on it. And um, I so I started getting into eight, buying eight track tapes. And it was be hilarious because you'd be listening to your favorite song on eight track, and all of a sudden the song would fade out, and it would go click, and it would go to the next, you know, because it'd be like tracks one, two, three, and four, and so it'd play along track one, and in the middle of the song it would have to click over to the next track, so it would fade out, click to track two and then fade back in again in the middle of the song. <laughs> and it was like, it's just, it's just what is, it is what it was. I, and uh, a lot I of people put their, there. their grandparents uh, devices like that at the curb. And now think back to like, Oh man, I'd love to have that in the basement now. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of those I, just got thrown out. Well, yeah, probably the I, majority of them did. Dan, I had so many eight track tapes uh, I had a really cool player and I had this old um, Chevy Impala and I had this uh, A-track player that I had in it with these cool Jensen triaxle speakers in the car and the car was so, the trunk was so big. I just, the car sounded insane. It had all this bottom end in it and uh, all my friends, we'd all go cruising, partying, you know, and uh um, so uh, consequently I kept collecting eight tracks and eight tracks and cut to me moving out to LA and getting into the music business. And I went back home to visit my folks and they're like, yeah, we cleaned up some of your stuff. My oh, dad no. so got rid of all those eight tracks. Oh. I'm like, oh, man. you know, <laughs> Oh, wow. Uh, what are you going to do? Yeah, it, it's one of those things. You just be moving every move. You're like, yeah, I still got these, but you just don't want to throw them out. And you just move them to the, another basement. Um, Dan, I'm the worst of that. Oh, because, yeah. Because uh, my garage, you could barely fit a deck of cards in there. Because <laughs> you know? in L LA, nobody has basements. Oh, right. No basements. Right. No basements. That's big drawback. But. Because you don't have to keep your uh, your pipes warm. That's the main reason for basements here in Canada, because you have to put a furnace and you've got to keep your uh, pipes from freezing. Yeah. So there I, you go. I remember, I remember uh, one time, this is back in Massachusetts, uh, I was in Boy Scouts and we went on like, it was called like Operation Deep Freeze. And we went out in January camping one night. And it happened to get so cold that night that the pipes froze in my parents' basement in their house. I mean, it, I don't even know how cold it was. Maybe like the wind chill was like minus 30 or some crazy thing like that. And, uh, I, I uh, you know, <laughs> me and uh, my brother and some of the older kids that were there, they all, we all left like the campsite hiked through the woods and went to a bowling alley and bowled all night until they kicked us out. We went back and, uh, you know, we, it was great. We were all, we weren't freezing out there. You know, we had big bonfires going and like my mom had made these wool blankets that she sewed together as inserts for inside the sleeping bag. Oh, so wow. you were, if, you know, whatever, you were sleeping in there with your long johns on and every, anything else. So it wasn't like the wool was making the itch, but uh, it was, it was, they were nice and warm. So I, we didn't freeze out there, but there were some other kids that got pretty cold. <laughs> my, and, pipes, uh, my pipes froze this winter. My upstairs washroom, if it gets cold enough, it'll freeze one or two days during the winter. Just the upstairs. Oh, really? Bed. Yeah. Cause this house is that old where it's pencil thin walls upstairs. So oh. I had one day of frozen pipes, but one day it's fine. Um, yeah. Hey, I wanted to touch upon something or someone before we let you go uh, because of tragic passing in the music world, Taylor Hawkins, the, uh, the drummer yeah. for the Foo Fighters and wanted to know if you ever had any, uh, any uh, time to work with him or talk with him. Uh, I, I never got to work with him, but I got to hang with him a couple of times. Oh, amazing. And, uh, 
Yeah, it, it really, really super nice guy. And uh, man, I don't know anybody who has a bad word to say about him. He was always up, always enthusiastic, you know, uh, really good dad, loved his family. Um, one t- uh, so one time, and, and I was just talking to my wife, I was trying to remember the concert. Uh, it was at the Greek theater. It might have been like Sticks and Yes or somebody like that. Too much and, time uh, on my hands. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and uh, I, uh, my my buddy was working at the Greek, and we went backstage to see him. And I go back there, and there's Taylor and the bass player for Jane's Addiction, who played in uh, Taylor's side band as well with Dave Navarro. Um Chris Cheney and a couple other musicians that were there too. Uh, some guys from like Beck's band and stuff. And uh, we were all hanging out and it was just, it, it was a lot of fun. He was a really funny guy. And uh, we had a lot of laughs that night, kind of just partying backstage. And then the other time that I got to hang with him, which was really cool, was uh, he was a huge joe walsh fan uh, uh and he loved the james gang and a few years ago joe toured with the james gang and we saw him at the universal amphitheater and uh i went with billy bob and billy's friends with joe and i got to record joe on a few different things uh so we go backstage and joe is in the dressing room and it's just joe stevie nicks and taylor hawkins billy and myself what we hung yeah it was great and we got there early we hung for about i don't know an hour or so and just talked music with all of them it was so much fun it was really in an environment like that inside you're like holy holy is this happening holy (laughs) exactly yeah (laughs) Yeah, but you got to play it you know? cool. You got to be like, whatever, this happens every day, man. <laughs> Just another day. Just yeah. another day. <laughs> uh, Jim, I got to point out that uh, Ron the Cat really likes you because for the first time ever on this podcast, he has now purred into the microphone and oh. he meowed during this interview. He's never done that oh. yet. He pops up oh. on the desk, but he's never made himself be heard. So I think it was all because of you. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate it, Ron. <laughs> well, Jim, yeah. this has been a pleasure. Oh, people are going to be so happy to see you that you were uh, the uh, the first ever surprise guest of this podcast, and they're gonna they're gonna oh, go awesome. out of their shorts. Uh, Dan, please, uh, anytime. Uh, it's an honor for me. I miss you so much. You are you are the salt of the earth. You're, oh no, that's you, buddy. I'm the pepper. You're the salt, I'm the pepper. All right. <laughs> hey, we just came up with that. All right. I love that. <laughs> okay, say hi to all our buddies at Fox. We miss you guys all. We love you all. And um, I guess uh, whenever we want to hear you, we'll be hearing you on the MLB on Fox uh, stuff, right? For the summer. Yeah, NFL, MLB, everything, NASCAR, you name it. Oh, man, NASCAR numbers are huge right now. So, yeah. Oh. Yeah. So yeah. keep it up, buddy. So yeah, those uh, opening montages, that's all Jim's work and just crank it. Exactly. Exactly. Engineer Jim. I think every single guest we've had on this podcast are just people that I see and I smile. I don't want to have any people I see and I get upset. That would be uh, not fun. We have a real-time corrections. Producer Tim, let me know the Best Buy is in America. I should have known that. I've been in a Best Buy. I was thinking a future shop. Future shop, they all turn into Best Buys. So if Rob Manfred did buy his headphones at Best Buy, he could have done that in the States. Also, subscribe to uh, the Bet Rivers Network. It's on YouTube. The full-length interviews of everyone we interview are on there because I go long. We just sit and start chatting, but we like to try to keep these podcasts under an hour so they're uh, easily digestible. We don't want two-hour podcasts. We like to 
we like that uh, sweet spot around one hour. So the Bet Rivers Network on YouTube. Make sure you get the Bet Rivers app. I've got it on my phone. Got that uh, Team Canada World Cup win all locked in, baby. Oh, I'll be going on a trip with that money when that happens. Producer Tim, Z Money, and I on the beaches of Oshawa. There's a few rocks there. But that's how we're going to be spending a week this, or maybe a couple days. Oh no, the World Cup's not till November. So next summer, we'll be vacationing in Oshawa, Ontario. Hidden beaches of Canada. Thanks for listening. Remember, be nice to everyone. If, you, if you're looking at this Knuckles gear and you're like, I want some of that, KnucklesNylon.com. Sends it with an autograph. Great hoodies. I'm going to be wearing this everywhere. And uh, support our email sponsor, ManMadeBrand.com. They're changing the way that underwear is worn. No, you still wear the underwear. That one didn't work at all. You still wear underwear the way you wear underwear. It's just they've they've reimagined the comfort. Okay, that's still a work in progress, that one. They're changing your life one pair of underwear at a time. And make sure at the checkout, in the notes section, you put boomsies. They send you some free socks. I've got the socks on now. Got the underwear on. I'm man-made out. I'm finally a man. Thanks to manmadebrand.com. There's your slogan. Become a man for the first time in your life with manmadebrand.com. Oh, that's kind of a it's kind of a dig on anyone. Anyway, we'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to Boomsies with Dan O'Toozy. Live from Orno in the heart of Ontario. Oh baby Boomsies. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider.